All right, guys, here we go. Northeast Sportscast. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Mike Zimmer's new contract. We're going to be talking about baseball being back. We're going to be talking all about the ownership of teams since the Minnesota Timberwolves are up for sale. Here we go. Northeast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. Sports are back, and I can't wait to talk about it. My name's Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Just as excited as you. I'm very excited to be here. I love it. We have uh, baseball is back, soccer is back, MLS is back, tournament is going on. We're not that excited about that. Um, <laughs> uh, Premier League wrapping up, Champions League, Europa League, FA Cup final right around the corner. The NBA is coming back this week. The NHL is going to be like March Madness, like wake up till you go to bed, hockey on. Sports are back. It, it was this weird dynamic where, you know, during NFL season last year, like so excited to talk on Sunday or Monday, depending on when the Vikings played about like sports and the recap and, and how things were doing or like to vent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then we hit this lull where there's just literally nothing but golf. <laughs> Which you know we I mean? don't talk about. And then, so... like, and then like Bundesliga came back. And so we were like reaching for sports content to just sort of like keep that ball rolling and we'd have like 22 minute sports casts yeah where we just talked about like two things they're and tight 20 but you know what now now all night if we have to oh man. i'll be here all night i'm very excited the the magic like i'm getting chills just talking about it like thinking about it like the magic of talking about sports with you guys keeps me sustained wow so i appreciate that. that i am so excited that sports are back uh it's been too long And uh, it's going to be really awkward with these weird seasons and different rules and bubbles and guys constantly getting COVID and maybe entire teams. And it's maybe a really bad idea and it's probably a disaster, but I'm excited nonetheless. Selfishly, yes. Selfishly, I'm so pumped. Um, So we're going to hop into some real good sports talk. But before we do, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean podcast app spotify anywhere you get your favorite podcast from and get the northeast podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week hell yeah thanks yeah so we got lots to talk about but before we do we are drinking a pretty fun beer what are we drinking here tonight all right back in uh south minneapolis wild mine ales punk tacos this is their blueberry um fruited sort of ipa yeah uh it's re-fermented with blueberry so i don't know if they they did it in the normal way, and then they threw it in something with a bunch of blueberry and just sort of let it do its thing again. Be its flavor, and that's what we're drinking, so it's really good. I like it. It's definitely an IPA first, not a fruited beer first. It's pretty yeah, correct. It's, it's good. pretty mild. I like it a lot. All right, guys. Um, yeah, so here we go. We're going to dive right into this. I like this beer. It's super exciting, and we can't wait to talk sports with you, so here we go. Sports are back, and uh, who's coming back is uh, Mike Zimmer, hey. one of the oldest coaches in the NFL, and I need to um i need i i will never ever ever pretend that i don't have bad takes okay i will always admit if i can remember remember my bad takes i will always <laughs> that's ad- usually the problem yeah i might forget them but if i if <laughs> well, i easier were, to remember when you predicted something amazingly if or- i remember them i will always call myself out and i am calling myself out on this one publicly okay we had long angry, passionate talks about getting rid of Mike Zimmer at the end of the season. And I was leading the charge. I said, I'm sick of it. I want Zimmer gone. I'm done with him. I want change. And I was wrong. 
Okay. Okay. Why? Why? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. And also, I've been uh, reading a lot and seeing a lot of cool statistics just about how well coached the Vikings really are. Um, when the Vikings score first, they win the game 87% of the time, which over the last five seasons is number one in the NFL. When they fall behind in a game, they have the eighth best record in winning the game in the entire NFL. He's one of the most winning coaches since he's been the head coach. The team is always competitive. They go to the playoffs regularly. They compete for the division almost every single year. I'm not going to say he's perfect, and I'm not going to say he does everything right, but neither do other coaches. He is one of the finest coaches in the NFL, and I was wrong, and I was reactionary, mm. and it was a stupid take on the Nordies podcast, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm apologizing to our listeners who definitely probably talked about it at the water cool, we, cooler. We want Mike Zimmer gone after listening to our show. And also to Mike himself, who's yeah. definitely listening. I'm sorry I was wrong. I'm glad that you're coming back on a three-year extension. Four more years of 64-year-old Mike Zimmer is just fine with this guy. I think the take okay. at the time was okay. Because while we showed up for the Saints game, we definitely didn't for the next one. And, and I feel like that's the biggest knock on Zimmer is a little bit of the inconsistency in big moments. And I think you're right. One of the things about football coaching that is very important is continuity. And to have, like, I mean, for all of the mistakes that he made, the Packers were very successful under Mike McCarthy, who was there forever. And before that, Mike Holmgren. Um, you know, it took, you know, Andy Reid a long time to build something in Philadelphia. But then when they did, they made a Super Bowl, never won it. Um, same thing with Kansas City. He's been there for several years now. Finally, um, sort of reaping the benefits of having like just an amazing team in general, obviously Bill Belichick. But then you look at other franchises that are changing coaches every two to three seasons. Like the it's Jets are good. The Jets are terrible. The Dolphins are terrible. The, Jaguars. the Jets need to change now and then try to stick with somebody. It's just, it's just having the, like the understanding that in the NFL, unless you're the Patriots, you're not going to the playoffs every year. And when the Seahawks don't make the playoffs, do you think everyone's calling There's for, for Pete Carroll's yeah. head? When the Steelers um, finish in the middle of the pack like they did last year because of some injuries, was everyone like, Mike Tomlin needs to go? No. Having a good coach is a luxury. And right. for all Zimmer's flaws, he's a freaking good coach. And for all the times that we complain about his in-game management, um, the stats would say the opposite. They would say that he's really good at steering the ship through a game and it might not be challenges or specific decisions, but just overall body of work. When we are up, we do not blow games. When we are up going into the fourth quarter, we have the best record in the NFL. When we, you know, we have the best fourth quarter defense over the last five years of any team in the NFL, second last year. I mean, he is a yeah. freaking good How coach. many times have we made adjustments at the half? Oh my God, it seems like Constant. every new game team comes up. Yeah. It's yeah. like a new team comes out, especially on defense. Yeah. I know he's a defensive coach, but every freaking time we come out, he just kills it in the second half. He His fourth quarter defense is awesome. And it, the difficult thing is that a lot of his coaches have gone on to take other jobs. Yeah. You know, he's had so mm -hmm. many, so much change. Pat Shermer is his offensive coordinator, leads us through that Minneapolis Miracle season with freaking Case Keenum as yeah. our quarterback. It's surprising. Then it's like he, 13 win yeah. season. Then no he goes off to be the head coach of the Giants. Then you bring in, um, what's his name? Uh, DeFilippo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a problem. But then uh, Stefanski the next year. And then Stefanski is the head coach of the Browns. You know, it's just guys from his his tree have been good coaches as well. It's like so, the DJ Khaled suffering from success. So I think that you get, baby. sometimes I, I 
am a little too passionate about the Vikings and I get on Cousins and I get on Zimmer and I get on um, Spielman. But they're the, they're the most obvious targets. But in reality, Cousins is a freaking good quarterback and Zimmer is a good coach and Spielman is a good GM and we are lucky to have the three of them leading the ship. And we'll talk later about the Wilfs, but I love the Vikings organization. And we don't have the best of any of those three spots, but we have good guys at all three of those. I would say ranking those, just, you can't really compare them. But I think quality-wise, I would say Rick Spielman's number one, Zimmer's number two, and Cousins is number three. And I am, I almost think it might be the opposite of that. And I'm not saying that your take is bad or my take is good, but I think all three guys are good. I think we have a top 10 GM, a top 10 quarterback, and a top 10 coach. And I don't know how many teams have those. Yeah. I just think, I, I'm just thinking about Spielman from the what he's done in the draft and his mm-hmm. maneuvering and shrewd uh, deal making has put him in an upper echelon. He's great. Like no other. And if GM. he could just protect the quarterback in the NFL who has the best rating in the entire NFL in a clean pocket. A little more than he does, we'd have won a Super Bowl. Ooh, fair enough. Okay, seriously, Cousins best quarterback with a clean pocket in the whole entire NFL, and we have a hard time in that Niners game. He got sacked six when times. we had Diggs. That helped <laughs> a little bit. So I love it. I'm glad that the coach is coming back. I I love Zim, um, and I apologize. I was I was very wrong, okay. and I was speaking out of emotion, and that is is not the best place. And then 12 months from now, you can apologize for this take. And we'll be calling for his head again. <laughs> I probably will call for his head after a week eight loss to the Lions or something. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the kind that. of sports fan I am. Yeah. But fickle. Yeah, I am. We but, ride the we ride I, the waves. But in reality, when I am not in an emotional state, I know for a fact that Zimmer is a great coach. And I want to give a shout out. Okay, I don't know this guy at all, um, but I want to give a shout out to him because he's one of the best follows on Twitter right now. If you like the Vikings, his name is Dustin Baker um, at Dust Baker. Okay. Okay. He's a freaking incredible follow. He doesn't have that many people, and I don't know him. I've I've hardly tweeted with him or anything. He has like two thousand followers. Okay, twenty five hundred followers. He's one of the best people on social media. If you like the Vikings, it's literally just incredible Viking stats about our coaching and about our drafting and about cousins, and it'll make you feel really good about the the direction of the ship. Okay. So there shout you go. out at Dust Baker. There you go. All right. Um. Next up. T-Wolves. Hey. Up for sale. What? Thank the Lord. It's crazy. <laughs> um, it's so, happening. So we found out that uh, you had a couple people who were interested suddenly. A couple um, groups. Couple investment groups. groups, yeah. One of them led by Kevin Garnett, which right. would obviously, he'd be like a minority owner, but kind of a, a figurehead owner of the team. The mouthpiece for ownership, probably. Yep. And then yeah. the other group would be the Wilf group, who owns the Vikings. Um, and everyone, probably others. Now that there's like some chum in the water. Well, they were saying that it's a uh, great investment. If I had the money, I'd buy them right now. They were saying that once word got out that Taylor was sort of shopping a sale, Mm -hmm. they were inundated with calls. Yeah. I don't think that anyone will be able to beat a serious Wolf offer. Agreed. If the Wolves want them. I don't know. If the Wolves want them, they will own the team. Well, I guess one of the caveats that. And I want them to. One of the caveats that Glenn Taylor has attached to his sale offer or whatever is that they can't move the team. Right. And so. And we have an extended long term contract with the Target Center anyway, so there's really. 
somebody would have to pay that off. Not realistic. So the, it's the legal state. ramifications for trying to get out from under that yep. would be a nightmarish. I'm hoping for a completely unrealistic scenario. Okay. Ooh. I want this unrealistic scenario. I want the Wolves to buy the Timberwolves. Okay. I want them to rebrand the Timberwolves, keep the name Timberwolves, but completely rebrand. We just did it like two years ago. I want a completely new rebrand where we're black, purple, and gold, and we're the Timberwolves. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, what's so you're trying to make this into Boston? I'm trying to make it into Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Black Is that the yellow, black and black yellow? Black and yellow, yeah. I want it to be like that. And they just okay. they slowly eat up the teams. They buy all of the teams, and they just start making purple and gold their colors. And we just are purple and gold as a city. I, I guess I wouldn't hate that. We just start with the year one. Know. There's a there's an alternate jersey that's purple and gold, and then everyone's like, "Damn, that jersey was so cool!" And then they kind of did that with the Prince jersey, and that yep, was sick. Yep, and they yeah. just keep on moving in that direction. So let's talk about the sale as opposed to like the I don't, jerseys. I don't want <laughs> I don't want the Garnett team, and I like Garnett, yeah, and it either. makes me nostalgic to think that our greatest player ever could be a part owner of the team. But I know for a fact that we were just talking about the Wilfs are great owners they really are they're great owners and we'll talk more about that later in the episode um but i would hope that they're the ones who buy it and i would say that they're the they're the definite favorites i think if there was a an ownership group that has shown what they're willing to put forth and do to build up a franchise like the vikings Mm -hmm. and ensure long-term viability um you know we we did the city did pay for you know a lot of the the new stadium um but i think just just even you know, willing to to take a leap like that um, smartly um, would do wonders for a team like the Timberwolves that have sort of been mired in mediocrity and and not only like worse than mediocrity most recently, um, but they wouldn't they wouldn't allow the 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 old school of like I had to look them in the eye you know kind of thing. The Wolves would be like, okay, what do the experts and the statistics say? Mm-hmm. And they would say like, uh, don't give Andrew Wiggins a long term deal. And they'd be like, no, I'm not going to give him a long term deal. Like we give him a two year thing, prove it contract. If someone else wants to make him an offer, great. We're not going to get into that type of thing. Like yeah. they, they they do make very smart uh, financial decisions, and I think um, Gerson Rosas would fit in very well with a group of ownership like the Wilfs. Yeah. I think that type of forward thinking, analytical, uh, by the numbers, would they would get along very well. Now, um, whether or not this goes through, who knows? Uh, but at least it's exciting to get out from under the thumb of Glenn Taylor, finally. I so totally agree. I, I'm super excited with the Wilfs. I, I just think that they have the resources. Yes. They have the resources and the professionalism and the track record. And they have shown a commitment to the Twin Cities. Um, yeah, so I think it's great. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about ownership as we go. Um, let's dive into another piece of news. Mike Tyson. We've all been talking about him boxing again, and he is officially coming back in an exhibition. I think it's like an eight-round exhibition against Roy Jones Jr., 49-year-old Roy Jones Jr. versus 50-year-old Mike Tyson. Are you guys going to watch this? I mean, do I want to watch someone get dementia live on TV? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I probably won't watch it. I don't know. I mean, he does look like to be to be in great shape. Like his Instagram videos, wow, he looks like he's tough and he's punching hard. I I don't know if that means he can take a punch and not like fall down and stutter for the rest of his life. I mean, I think that's already going to happen. That's already, yeah. That's, but yeah, I, this feels like something that shouldn't be happening. 
but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but if if Mike comes out and like knocks him out in thirty seconds, we're gonna be like Mike's back. Be a legend, yeah. Iron Mike, like that's the guy. You know, that's so, what we want. Yeah, that's everyone it. just wants him to one punch knock out him in the first round, and the rest is history. And hopefully, he doesn't fight anymore. Yeah. Um, on the undercard, you have um, Nate Robinson, the like six foot or like five ten or like five eight or like tiny. I don't know how tall he is. Basketball player played for the Knicks for a long time. He Bulls. is. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is playing against... Fighting against. Or, I'm sorry, fighting against Jake Paul, the worst Paul brother. Is he the worst one out of the two? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Don't like know the, much about like, him. Like the one older one, Logan Paul, I think he's the older one. He had this whole rant that was really popular about how he needed to not... You needed to be anti-racist, and he kind of talked about how he realized that he was only famous because of his white privilege. Like he did all this dumb shit and like people. Yeah. You know, that, I remember that. It was now. really good. It was actually really cool. I can't believe I, I found myself watching it and I was like, wow, I can't believe I like what this guy is saying. I thought he was an idiot. And then the other Paul brother, this one, Jake Paul, um, at the same time was like looting like a mall <laughs> or something. Like no, he's literally literally live for the YouTube. He was literally live streaming him <laughs> looting. <laughs> Oh my! So God. that's him. He's fighting against Nate Robinson. It's gonna be awful. I don't care who wins. It's gonna be. I hope stupid. Nate Robinson. Which one of the Which one out. of the two went to the like Japanese suicide forest and filmed themselves mm. with people hanging in the background? Not fair right. for me to answer this because I don't know it all. So I'm gonna say Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing like a SpongeBob hat. I have no idea. I just remember that they're both assholes, and I think one is a less asshole, and I think Jake is the more asshole. But I, that's all I know. Okay. Let's go. I'm on. I'm on Team Robinson. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. do it. And plus, like Nate Robinson's had a pretty cool post playing career. Just pops up in cool ways. Has like cool restaurants and stuff in the South. So he's. I kind of like the guy. All right, guys, and then uh, finally, Lou Williams. Um, he's on an important Clippers team. It's probably one of the three best teams in the NBA, probably one of the three teams with a real chance of winning the NBA championship this year. He had to leave um, the bubble for personal reasons. He had an excused absence from the Clippers in the NBA to leave the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then he was pictured at a strip club with, what's his name? Uh, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, an up-and-coming rapper. I guess he's pretty much here. He's like gonna. He's got a, he's got a big song out yeah. anyways, yeah. And so they're pictured together at a strip club. The picture was quickly deleted by Jack Harlow. He and then said Jack, yeah. he was like, "This is an old picture." And then there was a picture uh, in the picture. Um, Lou Williams is holding the mask that was given to him in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so then he deleted that comment. <laughs> so said, the whole okay. thing is a mess. Lou Williams is quarantining. He's going to be out for like a week of the season or something. I don't know. Who knows? Like, do you need to go to a strip club that bad? And he's on the Clippers, and like they have a real chance to do something to take down the Lakers to go to the finals I mean they're a fantastic team like they're a really really great team so it's just insane for I would be so mad if I was a Clippers fan like the whole notion of the strip club to me is so overrated and I'm not trying to say this to sound ridiculous but like Mm. Yeah, when you're like 23 and you can see some boobs and like, yeah, it's fine, you know. You, I didn't you, think he was going to come with this angle. This I is didn't great. Either. And now but, should but we then, rate it? But then Nordeast rates. You have an NBA. <laughs> you have an NBA player. Right. I understand you're in the bubble, but like, are you really like you got to go to the strip club just to see some boobs? Like, well, well you got to hang out with the new cool rapper. Can you? Is really can what you? It is. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about 23 year old Barter's favorite parts of the strip club? <laughs> 
Well, so <laughs> there is a place in Peoria, Illinois, that was like it's like a two-hour drive from Quincy. Okay. Um, that's called Big Al's. Big Al's. Big Al's place is grandfathered in for full nudity. Wow. And alcohol. Okay. So Big Al's was the best of both worlds. So I'll for leave twenty-three-year-old barter. I'll leave the story at that. But it was an amazing time. But I guess just but shout out th- to Big Al's then? But those places don't really exist. Like, those are few and far between. Like, most of it's either topless, <laughs> topless only, and booze. Or like, Boring, right? Or you, I get, mean, or you get full nudity and no alcohol. So that's... I mean, I'm mean, i curious as to where Nate Robinson was. I'm sorry, not Nate Robinson. Lou Williams. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably Nate Robinson, too. Maybe he's All like right. a private jet to Big Al's. Let's, yeah. uh, let's uh, move on to baseball. Twins are back, and uh, the Bomba squad is alive and well as this team is flat-out mashing the ball. Picked up right where they left off. Ten, ten runs in their first game, which Crazy. was a win. Didn't play that well, especially didn't pitch that well. Uh, in the second game, they lose, but they score three more. And then today, they finish up the series with 14 runs. This White Sox team sucked last year, but this is a White Sox team that is going to be in the mix this year, um, most likely in that Central Division. They're probably a year away still, but some absolutely awesome young talent. With, they, they have two top-end pitchers with, with Giolito and Dallas Keuchel. And they have Robert and um, Mankata, two big-time yeah. young prospects and bats. And then they got Eloy Jimenez from the Cubs <laughs> in a trade. They still have Jose Abreu, who still is a big bat. This is a good team, or at least it's, on paper it looks to be a pretty good team. Dude, Twins, they're... Uh, their uniforms today looked pretty fucking nice, I gotta say. Did you see them today? The yeah. old school ones that say like socks on it and yeah. the big bars on it. I that was my, that's really, my addition. I'm to excited this about the twins. The... Yeah, me too. I'm excited. I watched most of these how games. About, how about Nelson Cruz through three games? Um, today he was four of five with two home runs, two three run home runs, two doubles, seven RBIs. In the last two days, he has three home runs, ten RBIs, two doubles. He's mashing. The ball and to he's start the season. 42? 40. Just 40. turned 40. Okay, 40. Good God. So awesome. I mean, he's just He is getting killing. tested for steroids <laughs> as we speak, but he didn't do any. He's just good. What's he, weird, too, is that he was like kind of a late bloomer, like in MLB. He wasn't like a 19-year-old kid who was like Barry Bonds, like just hitting home runs like right on his debut. It took him till... Well, you got you know the the steroid cycles you know take some time. <laughs> it's pretty together. fun though to see him though because he, you're right. I mean, not much in his 20s, but in his 30s, in the last decade, he's probably put himself into that Hall of Fame area. Hundred percent of just, really, yeah. Like he just has killed the ball for like a decade. Like an ageless wonder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really fun to watch. It's cool, and he's making 12 million this year or something, or 14 million this year. Bargain. And it seems like a freaking bargain. Yeah. I mean, and the other cool thing is, is like there's a lot of. Um, of uh, Latin American players on the team, and he is like the leader, translator, father figure to all of these young and yep. up and coming kind of like Latin American players moving into Major League Baseball. So, wow, do you he, think he has a future in our administration at some point? I hope so. I think That'd they cool. love him. I think they absolutely love him. On he's the team. he's like what Tory Hunter was when he came back mm-hmm. for that like those two seasons with the Twins, and that. He's kind of like, if you want to call it like a father figure, because he's like 20 years older than some of these guys. Yeah. Um, so it's Without it, the really public antiquated views, but... Fair, of fair. <laughs> I, I, just meant, I just meant from like clubhouse leadership perspective. Don't bring like, that gay shit around you're, me. You're right, you're right. But like like clubhouse leader... <laughs> you know, Tor. Oh, he's a hero? Sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm... He's an asshole. I'm on your team on this. All right. Yeah. 
Um, I am only worried about one I gotta, thing. I got to remember like who's been canceled, and it's hard. <laughs> like, so if they difficult. just shut their mouths and let us enjoy their sport, so their sporting. Here's the thing. Um, baseball is going to be a mess because so many players have already tested positive for COVID. Many of the guys are waiting to test negative and then have to quarantine before they can even come back. And then, and not I, only that, guys are being put on the injured list with an undisclosed reason for two weeks. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Can you?" Ju- I mean, I know it's a HIPAA violation or whatever, but yeah. can we just say, "Yeah, they have COVID." And then right. on top of it, you're already getting injuries. Um, Marcus Stroman, who was a big pitcher who moved to the Mets in the offseason, Twins had been in on him, tore a calf muscle. He's going to miss the season. Um, Justin Verlander, reigning Cy Young, AL Cy Young winner, um, has a, what are they calling it? Forearm a, strain. A forearm strain, which is like a... On his pitching arm. <laughs> which is like a, I'm going to need Tommy John if I pitch anymore this year kind of injury. Basically. So I think he's done... And he's 37? Yeah. The, they're going to shut him down. You're going to get some injuries, especially with these pitchers early on. Um, where they're just they without just, the ramp up. Yeah, they, they haven't gotten their arms in shape. And it's probably awkward that they had the ramp up kind of, and then they stopped for months, and then they had the ramp up again. And I just think their bodies are a little out of whack here, and you're going to get some weird injuries. So it's kind of a shame you're going to lose some big players, um, especially early in the season. It sounds like, but hey, it's a 57 game season. Yeah, the rest of the way. Dude, let's get the Twins World Series win with an asterisk. I don't care. Put that. Well, not only only I could care. I could care less. I'll party just as hard. Couldn't care less. There's nothing. I could not. Yes, that's true. There is. I hope we win the title in every sport this year, and everyone's like, "Doesn't count." And I'm going to be like, no one will remember that it didn't count yeah. five, in five years. Be like, bitch, yeah. I already bought the banner. Shit's <laughs> yeah. hanging in my basement. It doesn't actually say anything about COVID-19 There's on it. No There's no asterisk on my banner. Yeah. It just says World Series champ. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And now now we have some tough tests coming up because we got the Cardinals, who are a pretty good NL team. Um, and then we got the Indians right after that. So um, we're going to be facing probably the meat of their their pitching staff with uh, Clevenger and Carrasco. Bring so it on. we'll we'll get to really we'll get to really see what the Bomba Squad is who's all about. The, who's the other guy? Um, the the guy who started game one for for the for the Indians. That's Trevor see, Bauer. No, he's another stud pitcher. Kluber. No, Kluber, Kluber hurt. Well, um, it's another young guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't Whatever. remember. But yeah. Calling it. Anyways, oh Shane Bieber, yeah Shane Bieber. I mean they they, they have <laughs> their their pitching is just incredible. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a race to the finish. Baseball is back, and it's you know couldn't come at a better time. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm uh, actually watching it. That must mean that other people are too. I bet their ratings were just out of control. Um, what are your expect- they, expectations for the Twins? Real quick, Jim, on the ratings thing, yeah. the first that is was it Yankees Red Sox? Uh, Yankees um, Nationals. Nationals uh, drew. This is going to sound sad, but it drew four million uh, viewers, which is the highest rated uh, oh, Nielsen oh. baseball game in years. Wow, it's the highest rated regular not season playoff game. Yeah, regular season, uh, and it's the highest rated um, opening day game ever. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So if that you think people sad, need sports, people yeah. need sports. <laughs> Desperate. Um, they just yeah. wanted to see Fauci throw out that first pitch and Oof. yank it up the first baseline. Uh, he doesn't I, want anybody to catch anything. That's the joke. Uh, <laughs> expectations for the Twins. Boy, oh boy! I think our pitching staff is going to be a problem. It sucks because our starting rotation. You anyway. already are missing Hill and Odorizzi. Um, Odorizzi. Yeah, and they haven't even pitched yet. Uh. I don't want to hear about Randy Dobnek anymore. The, he was okay. The Dobnek experiment. He I was think all right, is, though. Is, did you guys know he used to drive an Uber? I can't yeah. hear that anymore. Yeah. But yeah. Like, 
it's like oh he had a job yeah. when baseball wasn't really working out um i they're, they're throwing out so many young arms from the bullpen too i don't really there's not enough information on them to say whether or not they're gonna be good so um the starting staff i, I like maeda maeda looked great today um had a kind of a long fifth inning and gave up the the home run but other than that he looked really sharp so I'm I'm happy to see Maeda maybe settling in. And on paper, the bullpen is supposed to be very good. It's sure. supposed to be. Yep. Who knows? Who knows what happens with health and guys? And we haven't really tested it in a in a close situation yet. Yeah. So that that kind of remains to be seen. But I think the the next few games against the Cardinals and the Indians will give us a real good litmus test. So on where we're at. right now, are they a playoff team? Well, there's 16 teams, so yes. Um. I don't know if it's for sure that's going to happen, but that's the rumor. The right owners now. have to ratify it, but I guess that's probably Ugh, a done deal. That's shocking. So are we at the top 50% teams. of the MLB? Yes. Yeah, I think we are already. Um, okay. I still think we win the division. I do too. Let's move on to soccer, Premier League wrap-up, okay? Um, so we'll, we'll wrap up a few things here. Um, obviously, Bayern Munich won the Bundesliga already. Um, the French League uh, called it a year um, for the league, but they still had their French cup game over the weekend. It sucked because even though PSG won over St. Etienne, Kylian Mbappe injured, maybe mm. misses champions league yeah. now, which sucks. Yeah. He's the best young player in the world, in the world, best young player since Ronaldo. Messi? Probably, probably. I mean, he's like in the same boat as Ronaldo and Messi and Kaka and Ronaldinho and Ronaldo, the older Ronaldo, and I mean he's he's insanely good. Hopefully he makes a speedy recovery, but it did not look good. If you saw the challenge, did you guys see that at all? Mm-mm. Well, oh. I just saw that he was like crying, which usually means he knows that this it's isn't bad. something. Qu- it's quick. not. It's, it's not, not going to need surgery, but it's going to be weeks out, and so we'll see. But um, in the Premier League, which ended just uh, today, Sunday, um. Is there a cooler finish to a season than the Premier League? Everyone playing no. at the same time? No. And somehow they've made it so you care as much or almost more for the lowest teams as you do for the highest teams. For the, for the, day, Aston yeah. Villa, the Aston Villas of the world or Aston the Watfords. Aston Villa needing seven points in the last two weeks and they to got it. escape relegation and they get it at the last possible second um you know you lose three teams norwich watford and bournemouth all go down bournemouth with a huge 3-1 win today with the with their backs against the wall watford loses to arsenal three to two but had chance after chance after chance late in the game arsenal did arsenal things they were and and it's crazy though because if you look at the last the last games um, you know, obviously I like Arsenal. I don't want to make it about that. But if you look at the last couple weeks of the season, Arsenal played against Liverpool and City and beat both of them, right? The two best teams in the league, arguably the two best teams on earth. They beat them back to back. Then they struggled and lost and had zero shots on goal to Aston Villa and hardly beat Watford. Who's and playing I th- harder? And I yeah. think that that is the coolest part of the Premier League. Agreed. They literally went and beat the champions and the defending champions back-to-back games because they weren't playing for as much. And then these teams, backs against the wall, desperation, money and jobs and position in the league on the line give you more of a test. And I think that is the coolest part about the Premier League. Um, you get to the very end and every game from top to bottom seems meaningful. It's kind of even cooler when you get those wrinkles where maybe a team is fighting for the top four against a team 
that's fighting to stay out of the bottom three and who's going to play harder there, yeah. you know? So um, just to kind of wrap up the whole league, um, Norwich went down early. Um, they finished 13 points out of 19th. They've so been relegated for weeks. They, they were awful. Um, and then you had Watford and Bournemouth both at 34 points and Astonville at 35. Now, if you remember a few weeks back, Astonville played against Southampton. And in the game, Southampton throws in a ball. The keeper catches the ball on the goal line. His own player knocks him into the goal. The ball completely crosses the line, okay? A goal for Southampton. The watch that the ref has is supposed to buzz any time that the ball completely crosses the line. For whatever reason, it never buzzed, okay? It was ruled a no goal. They rule no goal because his watch never goes off. Because his watch never went off, they never went to VAR. They never checked an obvious goal. Because of that, the game ends one to one. Aston Villa gets one point instead of zero points. They end up finishing ahead of both 19th Watford and 18th Bournemouth by one point. Their goal difference was worse than Bournemouth's. Wow. Because of that one play, Aston Villa stays up because and Bournemouth of a goes down. Of a watch. Because of faulty technology and VAR not doing its job. Bournemouth goes down, Aston Villa stays up, millions and millions and millions of dollars um, away from Bournemouth and into Aston Villa. Crazy. Sports are crazy. Crazy. Um, That's a good story. Then um, we'll go with, I mean, because I want to talk about my team as well, we're going to start, we're going to go through the top 10 real fast. Burnley in 10th, Sheffield United with a great season, dropping all the way to the They were... Third, I think, overall in points since the restart. Yeah, um, Sheffield United, what a great year for them. Um, they finished ninth. Um, they beat our ass. They were way up there in the top five for a good chunk of the year. Um, Arsenal finishes in eighth. Um, Wolves kind of fall at the end of the year. Faded a little they bit. They fade and fall down to seventh. Um, Despite sp- having one of the best young players in the league yep. in Jimenez. Um, Spurs uh, end up in sixth place. It's funny to me, though, because um, Jose Mourinho, um, for about eight years, mocked Arsene Wenger in Arsenal for celebrating getting fourth place. And then did you see their sideline celebration for getting sixth no. and getting into Europa today? They were jumping up and down and celebrating sixth mm-hmm. place. That's a Spurs thing to do. Um, it's very Spursy. In in fifth place you have Leicester, who should be the most disappointed team because they had third place wrapped. Wrapped up. Wrapped up. And in their last 14 games in the Premier League, they win only three of those games. They had it all in their hands, and they crumbled. Um, follow the fifth. They're going to Europa. Chelsea. It's kind of a Brennan Rodgers trait, though. It is. Um, Chelsea finishing in fourth place. Uh, really good since the restart. Um, more players to come. They are going to spend. They're probably the biggest spenders of the summer. Would maybe be, maybe would, the only. <laughs> would be my guess. Um, they seem to have a big-time budget. Um, I've been nerdy texting Barter about Chelsea money and transfers during the week, and they're actually doing pretty well. And they are doing well. Um, they've made they're some, smart. They've made some savvy moves, and they are in a good position. So watch for Chelsea. Uh, Man United finishes in third place, which we all hate. Man United, but sports are probably better when they're good. Um, Man City, a distant second, fifteen points beyond Man United, and then eighteen points beyond Man City is Liverpool, who has the second most points. Ever, I believe, in a Premier League Correct. season. Uh, yeah, in a Premier League season. They did not get into that 100 club, which I think includes like a German team, uh, a couple Spanish teams, and City. So that kind of sucks, because uh, they really limped into the final games. But hey, big, big, big season win. So, so let's talk about the uh, the second half of the Liverpool-Chelsea match. 
Yeah. Could that have been more fun? Right. Oh my god, what a fucking banger. I mean, that match. was just like uh nobody can stop I think anybody. There was eight goals total. It was insane. And they were like it wasn't just sloppy defense. Like the teams were playing really hard. They were just like really finesse goals, like high skill stuff. It was great. I mean, Pulisic destroyed God, Pulisic Wijnaldum. was so good. Was it Wijnaldum? I think so. Where he like he megged him and then got around and then passed it to Abraham who uh, tapped it in. Like that was pretty fucking flashy. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That's like a marquee player And I was player cheering move. for him. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, at that point, you guys are up, still up like four goals. Yeah. So it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine to root for Pulisic to, get, to net a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he scored on one, and then it was 4-3 mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and it was getting a little nervy yeah. for, for Liverpool. Well, but which also, why, though? We did, had didn't really matter. No, no, but, no, but yeah. still. But yeah, they're professionals, right? Yes. And they put out the top lineup. I mean, it's oh, not like yeah. they, it's not like they were resting anybody. They were going for a hundred points. So, mm-hmm. um, that was fun. Um, I think Chelsea for me, far and away exceeded expectations this mm-hmm. season with a new manager and no Eden Hazard. And to be fair, they were not going for a hundred points. They had already fucked that up. Oh, that's right. That's right. But yeah, they were they, still they like won the last two matches. But they wanted to win because they were lifting the trophy at home. Yeah, you don't want to. Oh, you don't want to lose. It was a very special day, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. watched that, and I cried a little bit and it was wonderful okay so you guys want to know the odds for next year yeah i'd love to yeah so here's your odds for next season next season like eric said earlier (laughs) is in six weeks next season starts in six weeks um city is uh probably going to buy one of the best defenders on earth to pair with one of the best defenders on earth um uh united is going to sign some big player um chelsea is going to sign at least one more big player um Spurs, uh, Arsenal, um, everyone else is going to buy guys as well. All the teams will be improved except for the poor teams. I don't think Spurs are spending a dollar after they, <laughs> the end them and like that kind of debacle. Um, so, I mean, teams are all going to strengthen. Everyone will be stronger supposedly, at least at the top than last year, which I mean, for sports fans, it's great. The more good talent you can have in the league, the better. Um, so here's your odds. Uh, currently tied for fifth is Arsenal and Spurs are tied for fifth. As um, Leicester, Wolves, uh, Leeds are the next three teams. Leeds, new to the league, top nine in odds, which is going to be fun to watch them. Mm. They're kind of big spending. They have a really good coach. Messi is actually trying to get, I think his name's Bielsa. He's trying, Messi's trying to get him to be the coach of Barcelona. So he's been a really fun coach, leading them back to the Premier League. Um, But a distant fifth is Arsenal and Spurs. Then a pretty damn big gap to fourth, um, Chelsea, uh, 14 to one. Then uh, third is United at nine to one. Then second is Liverpool at 15 to eight. So almost two to one. Yep. And then um, Man City, 21 to 20. So pretty much even so odds. Negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so City is a pretty big favorite. Liverpool's, you know, second by a ton. And then, you know, a big gap to United and Chelsea. So here's the thing. If you think Chelsea is going to win the league, you better bet now before any more signings come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to go put some money down on Chelsea and, and Liverpool. Why not? Throw I would. 40 bucks on each or something. I would. Fun. I think the place to put money is United and Chelsea. I, they, just from just from a just from ROI. Odds, yeah. Just yeah. Odds, Personal re- I would bet. If you bet 100 bucks on Chelsea, I mean, they're probably not going to win the league, but they're, they should be in the conversation. And so... It's a fourteen hundred dollar return. Fourteen hundred dollar return. That sounds like a pretty nothing good to bet. sneeze so, at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the season is awesome, and we're almost done with with soccer, but there is still some soccer to be played. So next weekend, Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, you have Chelsea 
versus Arsenal in one of the traditional matchups of soccer. They're playing at Wembley Stadium. They're playing for the FA Cup final, a game that means... Nothing to Chelsea. Literally nothing other than a trophy to Chelsea, and it means everything to Arsenal. Literally everything. That happened last year (laughs) when it meant everything to Arsenal to get into the Champions League and not into Europa, and it meant nothing to Chelsea, and Chelsea beat them 4-1. to Mm. Um, And Nazard put on a show. (laughs) Um, It's the same thing. Uh, Chelsea literally um, is already in the Champions League, so this doesn't matter in that. Chelsea cannot play for the Community Shield, most likely, because they're playing in European soccer. So Arsenal is almost for sure going to take their spot, win or lose. Even if they would have been eliminated in the semis, they were probably going to take their spot because they weren't going to be playing in August anyways. Um, this game is pretty meaningless to Chelsea. Having said that, I think Chelsea's going to win. Playing loose. They're pretty fucking good. They're good, and they're going to... They, there's no pressure. And we got our Agent Louise <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to give up a couple easy ones <laughs> well, in the back. Well, you saw, he, he, he gave up his, his, um, his Premier League record-setting fifth penalty of the year today. <laughs> The most in the history of the Premier League. You know he's going to have... He's going to be, like, overly aggressive. Yeah. Oh, wait. Can he play? Yep. He from didn't get the, a red card or anything. No, from the red card that he... Oh, that was a league game. I was thinking that was another FA Cup The FA game. Cup counts as your league for your oh, cards, okay, though. okay. Because it's in England. So sure, fair enough. If All you right. were to get a red card in the FA Cup, it would actually... He's for sure over. giving up a penalty. Yeah. To Chelsea. Because <laughs> he's, he's going to want to, like, really show off and, and be Mr. Big Time. And he's going to get too aggressive. And he's going to tackle someone stupidly in the box. And so we'll have at least one penalty. Is Mike Dean refing? Oh, he refed today. And if you saw, <laughs> he gave a penalty to Arsenal. And he had to go to VAR because he said it wasn't a penalty. And then his face when he had to give the penalty was He was like, exasperated. He was yeah. like, oh, jeez, what? Um, like, I okay. don't want to do this, but they told me I had Here's to. my honest prediction. Okay. One, um, Arteta is a good coach, especially against good teams. Arsenal's defense is trash. Chelsea's defense is trash. It's going to be wide open, um, maybe. Both teams have good offenses. Um, they I, w- both- I would actually... Uh, Arsenal's form currently, I would actually give the edge to Arsenal. I'm serious. I'm not I'm not trying to like reverse jinx this. I'm, this is my honest opinion. We don't have defensive players that can stop Aubameyang. We don't have... Especially we don't have defensive players that can stop Aubameyang and Lacazette if they're, if they're feeling it, if they're feeling frisky. Um, however... Arsenal can fold pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you put a couple on them early, I think they might they might just quit. I think so. the game is going to come down to Kovacic and Conte versus Jaka and Ceballos. Who and knows if Conte's even going to play? It's going to be a really good game. So I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to this game. I think my prediction is going to be um, Arsenal two, Chelsea two. Chelsea wins on penalties. Oh, interesting. Going to be my that'll prediction. be kind of cool. Um, all right, and then I'm looking uh, forward to it. I want to watch it with one of you guys, maybe both. We're moving on to our last topic of the day. It's Minnesota ownership ratings. Power rankings. Um, so what I want to do is you have to give them a ranking. Do you guys want to do 1 to 100 or 1 to 10? 1 to 100 gets you to be a little more specific, but 1 to 10 I, is I'm fine with 1 to 10. 1 to 10? Let's do 1 to 10, and can we use decimals? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. All right, so um, let's start with um, the Vikings, okay? Okay. The Wilf ownership group or whatever they're called it's um ziggy and mark wilf and which one is waluigi um ziggy or wario excuse me wario yeah Uh, so so ziggy is the owner 
technically, but the group owns them. Um, Mark Wilf is the number two. Both of them are very active. Um, they got the stadium done. They are, I, I think they're one of the best ownership groups in sports in, in the United States, to be honest with you. I really How do. long have they owned the team? Um, it's been like 10 years, 15 years, 15 years, probably close to 20 at this point. Cause I okay. believe they bought them from red, red McCombs. Red McCombs so, yeah. I mean, that had to be, that was like Denny era it had when to be red... after 2000, but not yeah. much after 2000. So I'd say they've owned it for, let's just say 20 for the cigar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that this is one of the best ownership groups in sports. I, I truly do. And it's the NFL where there is a lot of parody. It's a league with a salary cap and a, uh, a draft that gives real talent to bad teams. Um, it's really impossible to keep your team together because uh, the way the salary cap is and how you have to pay quarterbacks, especially in the league. They have had to dump guys left and right. They have had tons of coaches become head coaches. Um, I think that they almost always make the right hire. They do everything they can to make this team competitive every year. Um, even if it's uh, win now and bad for the long term, I think I, I would give them uh, a nine point five. Um, but we're we're not doing decimals, so I have to pick between a nine and a ten, and I am going to give them a ten. Wow, okay, that's pretty good. I I can't disagree with it. I think that when you said they always make the right hire most of the time, I I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but I think overall they've done a really good job. Um, the one thing I will say that I really appreciate about them is that when they make a mistake, they're not afraid to like own up to it and then fix it mm-hmm. in regards to like D Filippo, uh, the True. punter guy that we signed yeah. w- that we traded for. Like when they, when they make errors in judgment, they're just like, they don't chase uh, good money after bad. Right. In that they, way. They realize like, this is wrong. This is not working. Let's remedy the situation and move on. Um, they've also had to navigate like crazy injuries to like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, they brought us Brett Favre for a, one magical, insane mm-hmm. season. Um, I think overall, you know, keeping Rich Spielman has been fantastic. You know, the Brad Childress experiment was was good when it was good, but bad when it was bad. I don't think Leslie Frazier really worked out. Uh, but overall, I think they they understand what it takes to build a winning, consistently winning football team um, year over year. Even though that necessarily hasn't necessarily panned out perfectly, um, they definitely invest well um, in good coaches, players, etc. So uh, I'll go nine out of ten. Okay, um, I will say this: all those things I totally agree with. I will subtract. One point for all the shady stuff with the mob ties and all that weird stuff going well, on. They're in from Jersey. New York. It's New York real estate. Like, what are you going to do? I get that. I get that. But it does endanger the team. <laughs> it, so it's risking the team. And I'll subtract one more point because they have not produced a championship. And so that's an eight. And I think an eight out of ten is a very strong score. I agree. I enough that I want them. I want them specifically that group to buy the Timberwolves. That's who I want to be the owners. I think that's phenomenal. So eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. We so all agree. Average of top nine echelon. Out of yeah. I mean, really, um, it, the chances if they sold the team, we would be getting a, a worse group. Fair enough. Okay. So um, they've owned the team for 15 years. Okay. So 15, 15 seasons. Yeah. Okay. And they've been to the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six times, but they've gone to the playoffs um, since 2012 four times. So they go pretty much every other year um, for the last decade. Damn it. The season's going to suck. <laughs> is is pretty damn good, though. Um, they have went, you know, 
deep into the playoffs a few times. It's hard in, in football to always be good. There's a couple teams that are always good. And, and that's the, the players, not the ownership and, right? the Vikings, and the coaching. The Vikings are one of those teams that's consistently good in the NFL. And so to me, um, they're the sixth most winning t- team of all time. Just because they haven't won a Super Bowl, people kind of push them to the side. But it's, it is one of the premier teams in the NFL. And they are the 19th most valuable team. So I thought it might be a little higher, but we all are a smaller market. It's a smaller market, yeah. So considering it's a smaller market, but I would say like we the, are very passionate, and yeah. they have done a great job, and it, it could be lower. I agree. Like the, the, the passion of the fans that they've you know managed to instill, even when things aren't necessarily great, um, is still very high. So unfortunately, even the Jets are going to be more valuable. You know what I mean? It just sucks. That's just the way it is. Just because they own a huge... And the list I saw was a little bit older, too, and I think that... It may have been put together before the stadium, stuff like that. So it could be higher, but I'm happy with that. Okay, so let's move on to... So you gave them an 8, Jim. Ryan, you gave them a 9, and I gave them a 10. So collectively, we gave them a 9. Yep. A 9 out of 10. That's excellent. We really believe in the Wolves. Okay, um, next up... Even if they gave the Wolves like a 7 out of 10 as an ownership group, we'd be over the moon. Oh, God. Okay, let's move on to the Wolves. <laughs> okay. So they're up for sale, but Glenn Taylor has been their owner since their inception, I believe. In... Uh, no, he bought it at some he point, did? I think. Okay. I thought so. I, okay. I was looking up the story the other day, but he's owned it for a long time. Okay, so he's owned them probably since just the 90s. Just basically say since the 90s, yeah. So, uh, he bought them for $90 million. They're now worth well over a billion. That has to do with the NBA. I think they're 2.3 or something, wasn't it? That has everything to do with the NBA and nothing to do with Glenn Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um in the oh, they're the 28th most valuable team, so they in, are not worth shit. In the history of the NBA, um, they have 30 active teams, and the best winning percentage of all time is the San Antonio Spurs, which is really interesting. That's cool. Um, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the Utah Jazz are round out the top five. Okay, um, That's, I love stats. That's coming really in twenty sixth, the Charlotte Hornets, who've been a disaster. Twenty seven, the Brooklyn Nets. Twenty eight, the Memphis Grizzlies. Twenty nine, the Los Angeles Clippers, and thirty, the worst winning percentage in the history of the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whoa! They have won in the playoffs exactly one season ever. <laughs> they have two one series. They were both in the same season. Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett's. MVP season. They went to the Western Conference Finals after beating two teams. I believe they beat the Kings and somebody else that year. They got to the Western Conference Finals. They lost to the Lakers in six games. Holy They've shit. never won a playoff series any other year. This is their 31st year of being a franchise, and they have won a playoff series in one of 30 years. That's just... I mean, I know that was true, sorry, but I did not 31. know that they were also had the... Worst winning percentage overall, which means they're the worst team of all time. That's just, I mean, even it's when we really were, depressing. Even when we were buying into the hope of like Caleb and Rubio, and we thought it's always been hope, though, hasn't it? It's <laughs> never been like hell yeah, they won. You know, they got all they got to the Western Conference Finals last year. Let's see what they can do. Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give Glenn Taylor a one out of ten. Okay, I am gonna take that one for performance. And give him a bonus point because he's never gotten into trouble. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> so he gets a two. He gets a two. Uh, just the extra bonus point for not being a horrible, like, I like, mean, uh, you know, Donald, Donald what Sterling, a, Sterling yeah. type of guy. You like know, a racist like, piece of shit. Well, right, he might exactly. Be. Like, he's a sweet guy who gives gives a nice young Canadian boy a chance because he shook his hand and said he'd play hard. Looked him in the eye. Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. So but. all of the things we talked about with the Wolves about, like, the hires and making good decisions for the franchise... And all of those things, he's done 
none of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say Gerson, Gerson Rosas is probably his the best, best hire. hire he's ever had probably How do in we know 30 that? years. Well, we don't. We don't. We're no. just buying into the hype again. It's we're always buying into the hype. No, no, no. But, but he's made moves that no other GM really has. He's and made at least bold moves, which I think are very necessary. He got us out from Andrew Wiggins' contract, yeah. which is an absolute That's upgrade. amazing. I mean, it's addition by subtraction. Yeah. Salary and player. Um, okay, I'm... I'm going to run us through. You go ahead. I'm going to run us through. This is going to sound like something that is going to make you guys think it's going to go too long, but it's not. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go through every playoff series that the Timberwolves have ever had yeah. since 1989. It won't like take very long. Yeah. Okay. So they don't go to the playoffs until 1996, where they get swept in the first round by the Rockets. In 97, they Who get ended s- up winning the NBA championship, by the way. Um, well, they were no, the that was seed, that sure, was so. Jordan. That was the year before they won the title. Oh, okay, yeah, um, sorry. 97-98, they lose to the Sonics in five games, in a five-game series. They lose 3-2. 98-99, they lose to the Spurs in four. 99-2000, they lose to the Blazers in four. 2000-2001, they lose to the Spurs in four. 2001-2002, they lose to the Mavericks in three. They get swept. 2002-2003, they lose to the Lakers in four. Then their greatest season ever, 2003-2004, they beat the Nuggets in five, they beat the Kings in seven, and they lose to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals in six games, okay? After that, uh, that's 2003-2004. After that, they don't go to the playoffs again until (laughs) 2017-2018 where they get beat in four by the Rock, uh, to the Rockets, and that's it. Since 2003 and 2004, we have played five Playoff games. We won one of them. We have won Serious. one playoff game yeah. since 2004. Oh, right. And that should be his rating. He's a one. one. He is a one. He is as bad as ownership can be in a franchise. He just isn't a douchebag like Mark Davis or, you know, Jerry Jones will be successful, but he's a douchebag. You know, there's idiot owners who are assholes who are part of the story and he is not. But that does not mean he is good. He is horrible. Yeah. He is part of the story, though. Whether he's trying to like operate in the shadows, he's part of the story. Mm-hmm. He so- hired Diabolical Dave <laughs> to draft fucking Johnny Flynn. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next up, the twins with the Polad family. Okay. The okay. Polads have owned the twins for eternity. Ever. Like we're talking like since like the eighties, probably. Yeah. The Polads have owned the twins forever. Um. People love to rip them here. They love to rip them for being cheap, right? They don't want to open their wallets. They don't want to have a huge, um, expensive roster. They don't want to spend big on free agents. They let guys walk who are going to be expensive. They are a mid-market team. And I think overall, the Twins are a well-run organization. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I know they have periods of up and down, just like a lot of baseball teams. But you have to remember, baseball does not have a salary cap. So sometimes the rich teams are always rich. A bad Yankee season is they finish second in their division and they miss the playoffs. Most Yankee seasons, they're in the final eight teams and they're competing for a title. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. Um, you Most know, recently, the Astros. Yeah, they, the these Cardinals. teams are never bad because they have tons of money. They're able to have huge payrolls and they are owned by smart people. The Twins cannot compete with them. So the Twins are in the same category as teams like um, the Rays, uh, the A's, um, teams that are smaller market teams who've had to do it a smart way. They've had to be well coached, they've had to have smart hires. Um, I think the poll ads overall are good owners. I really do. I, I, they got us a new stadium. Mm-hmm. They've put out a competitive team over the last 20 years. They've won quite a few division titles. Um, I think that they've made smart hires and when they got stuck in their ways with guys like Bill Smith and 
Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan. Um, they got out of it in a great way by moving to the future and updating uh, a team that needed updating. I'm going to give the poll ads a... Mm. <sighs> I'm stuck between six and seven. I know what I'm going Um I'm going to give the poll ads a six. I'm going to go with a six, and it may not be their fault. It's not their fault that they're not the richest group. I know they're, they're, they're wealthy beyond rich. belief, but... Um, if they just had more money, maybe they'd spend more money. Maybe we'd be they'd win a little bit more. We'd sell more tickets. It would all snowball, and we would have a little better chance. So I'm gonna go with six. They're not. They've done a good job, but they have not really brought us continued like high level success by any means. Not like the Wilfs have, right? Which I gave an eight, so I have to be fair here and give a six. I'm gonna go just a little bit lower. I. I... I don't think the poll heads had anything to do with Terry Ryan's building of the team in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, they definitely did it on the cheap, and I agree that they had to. But then they also like kept Ron Gardenhire around for four years too long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they allowed baseball metrics to to pass them by, like the sabermetrics era, and like the the rumor was like when Ron Gardhire was there, there was like two stats guys. Yeah. And now that Fabian Levine are there, there's like a hundred, you know, like it, it, they, they waited too long mm-hmm. um, because it was expensive. Yes. They did bring us target field, but at the same time, they, they sold the entire city to say, in order for us to be super competitive, we have to have this new field. And I don't think they've won shit. Yeah. Since the field's been built. It's in actually like been a joke. Yeah. 2000, uh, 10 or whatever. They're just up. now starting to get competitive for the right. first time since 10 years built. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a couple like playoff teams in that time, but it was never really, the world series was never really in reach at that time. So um, I think some of the, like when it carried over from the Metrodome, when we actually had like really good teams that were going to legitimately compete for a world series title um, didn't translate later in the year. So um, I'm going to go five, just a little bit lower. Sorry, that was a long-winded to go no, one point good. lower. Yeah, but I, I, I feel yeah, like... I you were going to give them like a two after all no, that. No, no, I, yeah. I feel like they definitely put some like... I mean, there's definitely like good products that have been put out. And, and most recently, um, the, the club has uh, had a little bit of a resurgence. Um, again, I don't think that has anything to do with the pole heads. But at the same time, you know, we locked in... But they hired Kepler. Felby, they hired yep, Levine. Yep, they, you know. they, they got Baldelli in, you know, yeah. they got rid of Molitor when that wasn't working. Yeah, um, which so, was a brave move. Which yep, was, he was yep, coming off for of sure. one year removed from winning the AL Coach of the Year. Yeah. Yep. Um, so here's here's the little stats for you for their playoffs. They um, have been to the playoffs eight of the last 18 years, which is good for a mid-market team, right? Mm-hmm. Eight of the last. But 18. how how top heavy was that in the nineties and won, the two thousands? So that's starting in two thousand two and going through two thousand nineteen. So that's they went in two thousand two, three and four. They went in six, so they went four out of five years. They went nine and ten, and then they went in seventeen and nineteen. So, so that that's the that's the gap that I was I was kind of referring yep. to. So they had a little stretch there where they fell off from what they were really proud the first decade of the new millennium. They were a really proud good franchise and then they fell off for quite a few years and now they've kind of had a little resurgence like you said. Now, the only problem is is they've lost like 14 or 15 games in a row in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is humiliating. Yep. And in those um uh, eight years in the playoffs, their overall record is six and twenty-five with one series one. 
So they've been a really kind bad. of a disaster when they have gone to the playoffs. I'm standing with five. Six, Would you give them? I gave them a six. Okay. Six, six, and five. So we averaged a one for Glenn Taylor. We averaged a six for the Polads. We averaged a nine for the Wilfs. We're moving on to the Minnesota Wild and Craig Leopold. Okay. Um, Craig Leopold. Um, Let's play hockey. Okay, I'm going to go first. Um, the Wild have almost every advantage there is. The only way they could have a bigger advantage is if they were the Montreal Canadiens or the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe. I mean, like cities that could literally have two hockey teams in the NHL and be successful. Um, The level of fandom there, the money coming in, what I would assume the television contracts are. The Jets would probably be another. Yeah, just any Canadian team. I mean, if you're a Canadian team, the the fandom is there. The people are watching your team. The people are going to your games. Um, We are probably the team right behind them. Um, We have sold out like every game ever. We have rabid fans. We have incredible TV ratings. Um, we have tons of money coming into this team, whether it's through ticket sales, TV, um, merchandise, whatever. Um, and we are the most mediocre sports franchise ever. Now, nah, I would way rather have... I don't think that's true. I mean, okay, go through your stats. We are average every year. We are the eighth seed in the playoffs, yeah, or we, we are the, the first playoffs. team out of the playoffs. We are in the middle of the pack Every year. Now, well, we, we've, we've lamented about the, the option A or option B, yeah, which, yeah. which li- happens almost every season. <laughs> so, so to me, I would way rather be the Wild than the Timberwolves because the Wild are 100%. always in the thick of being in the playoffs, but they're never good enough to win. The and season's not over by November. No, yeah. the, the season is always going into game 82. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but, so, I mean, that's exciting and that's great. But you have been too good to get good players in the draft and you've been too bad to compete for titles. Yep. And so you're kind of in sports purgatory. You don't get We're the Bengals. You don't have the option sure. to get the um we're always going to have Towns. We're always going to have Andy Dalton. Yeah. at QB. Yeah. as things currently. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I like I no, think the Bengals right. is like a perfect comparison like Marvin uh Lewis. Lewis Brought them to the playoffs it sucks like that you're year saying after it. year. It sucks you're saying it because they literally just had the first pick in the draft and took Joe Burrow. But if you're talking about the Bengals over the last two decades, which yeah, you yeah. are talking about, yes. they were literally 8-8 eight and eight every year for like Or 9-7. and seven. <laughs> They were second in the division. They limped into the playoffs, and then they got smashed. Yeah, every time. That's, or they would just miss out for like two decades. I mean, I don't... I don't pat myself on the back for comparisons that was but i feel one. like that was like and it, the marvin really, lewis Bengals is perfect but that really like puts it in perspective because you think like oh the wild are actually like a really good franchise they're well run and like well so were the Bengals, but they didn't they never did anything and they were always getting the 16th pick or yeah. or whatever and that's not I, very I do, helpful I, you're the, the comparison's fantastic it is um but i do think when people think of the Bengals, they think of this team's a joke when people think of the Wild, they think, oh, that's a really good, respected football team or a hockey team. But I, th- I think locally, yes. Locally. But I think, I don't know. I think nationally, people I don't think, think so. like, oh, watch out. Wild I don't think tough. anyone thinks nationally because nobody watches hockey. Well, yeah, no one's talking about it. <laughs> that's nationally. fair. I just feel like the, the team is pretty well respected. Um, you know, they do very well. They sell out. I think the ownership has a lot to do with that. And yes, I agree. they've been, the ownership is maybe the ones putting this pressure on everybody like, well, look, you just got to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. Uh, sell everybody off or to get, just make Trade it. Trade all of make our it. picks. That's Trade what our fans our need. Yeah. We got to make it. And so we make it often, just limping in, like we mm-hmm. say, with no real chance. 
And then it, we mortgage the future every single year. So yes. and that's I, the I totally think that, and maybe that comes from ownership. So let's reflect that. I think that they're a four out of 10 and they're not bad, um, but they also haven't been good. Yeah. The and, whole, the whole mortgaging the future, like uh, cut off your nose to spite your face kind of situation where they're just like, yeah, trade our second, third pick for a middling forward that that is might put 32. us over the over the yeah, hump. But it's not the hump to win the Stanley Cup; it's the hump to make like the just get in. Yeah, it's just they just have been okay for so long. Well, and then and then think about think about like the Parise and Suter contracts again. Like back when they were signed, we we're like, this is genius. We have these guys for such a long time. Yeah. This is a great deal. And now we're like, please, yeah. can we get rid of them somehow? Um, all the all the crappy contracts that they that they gave out or didn't give out. Um, finally, uh, once, oh, I forget the last GM, not, not the guy from the Rise Predators. Bro. No, not the guy from the Predators. The, the, the guy before him who was the GM. Was, um, wasn't who, that his name? No. Anyway, know. he made, he made all of these trades and nothing ever panned out. Like nothing ever worked out. And I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're, I, I'll go five. Okay. I think, I think five is a pretty good score. It might be lazy, but I really feel like they're not above like a, a fresh well, score, I, but they're also not rotten. I, I'll say this. So we've been around a long time. Um, the team makes money, but that doesn't really do anything for the fan base. The money that the owners are making doesn't help the fan base. We want performance, and we haven't really had it. We have not won a Stanley Cup, although we are the state of hockey. Everyone has embraced that. We The fandom is crazy here. The support is so crazy. They have under-delivered. We, the fans have given much more than the ownership has given back. And I will put them at a four. And I think we're all, we're all basing, like everyone's basing this off of like the 2003 uh, Western Conference uh, finals. Different run. ownership too, I believe. Right? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So fair enough. But like everyone thinks like, oh, the Wilder are this scrappy team because they fought through with nobody. And, and, they, and again, it, it's sort of like the, the KG run uh, back back in the day with the Wolves, that the Wild haven't really done anything since. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've won a couple first-round playoff series. Um, like, some of the battles against, like, the, the Colorado Avalanche have been, like, fantastic. But, again, those are, like, first- or second-round series. Like, right. I, I don't, they're, not that, they're not that incredible. So, they've been around for 18 years, not including this season, which I don't know if we're going to count them making a 2014 playoff as making the playoffs. So, not including this year. They have been around for 18 years. I thought years. we weren't asterisking anything. No, but I don't know if, hmm. if we've made the playoffs or we're playing oh, to get oh, into I the playoffs. We're in like saying. a play-in round right yeah, now. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, not including this year. They've been around for 18 years. They've made the playoffs nine years out of 18, which is good, especially for a team that was an expansion team. And their first two years, they missed the playoffs. Their third year, they went to the Western Conference Finals. They missed the playoffs the next two years. Lost in the first round. Lost in the first round. Missed the playoffs for four straight years. Lost in the first round. 14 and 15 they lost in the semis so they got to the second round 16 17 and 18 they lost in the first round and last year they missed the playoffs yeah they just are that average team pretty much every year mm-hmm. i don't hate the wild they've never been bad for a long they haven't been bad in a long time never but been they great. also are not great yeah. so i think they're middle of the pack and uh yeah well finally we're gonna move on to what's your score I gave him a four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Four, four, five. Um, and then finally, we're moving on to Minnesota United. Bill McGuire um, got it over the Wilfs, which was kind of a surprise, I think, to a lot of people. Um, but the Wilfs have some ownership in it? Or is it? No, it's Glenn Taylor. Glenn has a Taylor bit, and the Polads. And the Polads have a little own bit. Own a little bit of the team. Um, so they bought into that group. Okay. And um, 
I don't know a lot about it. I, I follow the United, but I also like couldn't tell you who's like a starter for them, really. Like I could name a few guys, but I couldn't name like the eleven starters. Um, whoever their goalie is right now is just tragically bad. Vito needs to come back already. Um, I'm gonna give them a seven. Okay, they're a new team. They went to the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They are competing um, at a pretty high level this year. Um, I would give them a better score. Um, but they refuse to spend money to go get big name players. International guys. Um, yeah. They're constantly linked to guys like this Reynoso kid from uh, Boca Juniors who could step in and be like a big piece for them. Um, they have currently no designated player on their team. They're like, they've got to be one of like two MLS I was going to say, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. They're still competitive at a high level, but they will never win a title unless they're going to open the pocketbook and bring in some of those names. I'm giving them a seven, which I feel very generous about, but it would be like an eight or a nine because with what they have, um, they're doing the most with, um, but it kind of bums me out that they're not willing to kind of invest in that a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to give them a seven so far. It's been a short time. It could sour or it could get better. It's too early to tell. I, 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 I mean, we literally just came up, what, like two seasons ago? Three, right. three seasons ago? Something like that. And the MLS is still bad, like overall. Like Eric said it best. On a day where you watch the Premier League and then you watch MLS, you realize how awful the product it's is. It's huge like, gap. It's bad. Um, but I, I agree with Eric's take. I think they're doing a lot with very little. But that walks a very fine line where if you don't invest in the team, it's same with the twins, where if you don't plan for the future or figure out some of these things ahead of time, it's going to go pear-shaped real quick. Uh, But what they've done so far is built a really cool soccer culture in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. in the Twin Cities. And I think that's awesome. Um, The new stadium everyone loves. I can't wait to actually use my season tickets um, <laughs> at some point. Yes. Uh, maybe 2022, I'll finally attend my first match. Uh, but I think Eric's take is right on the money. It's too early to tell, but what they've done so far is good. I'm going to go seven as well. I'll go with eight. I think that they've had a, a short time to prove themselves, and they've done a great job so far. I think they've done at least a B. Um, so I'm going to give them an eight, seven, seven, eight. So, so our rankings... Bad. Went Vikings, Vikings with a great score, United with a good score, mm-hmm. um, average score for the Twins, above average for the Twins, mm-hmm. uh, slightly below average for the Wild, and at the fucking bottom for the Timberwolves. Now, how about this? The same owner yeah. that owns the Timberwolves owns the Lynx, and they've been excellent. So how do you explain that? Um, you were really bad. The same fucking owner. You were really bad, and you got a couple great draft picks in the NBA. And hired a great coach. And you had I was a great say, coach. Cheryl Reeve. You had a great coach, reason. and you had a couple big... I mean, you got Maya Moore, um, and then... An all-time talent. You got yeah. one of the best ever, and then they made one big trade. They had another high draft pick, and then suddenly they had assembled an all-star team, pretty much from being tragically bad for a few years. You get a couple Hall of Famers, and then... You and we may be back to... Back to bad. I think we are. <laughs> okay. Well, so we'll leave them off for now, but yeah. at least we touched it. It is a little difficult when your best player ever retires for very good reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But decides end, like, to walk cool. away. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, guys. That is it. That's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. We're getting out of here, but we'll be back with you guys next week. Go back. Check out our screencast. I think it was super good, super interesting. So please listen to that. Um, and also, uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. So uh, sports are back. 
We're going to be covering it all next week. We'll be uh, messaging with you guys if you want to talk sports with us. Um, But until then, thank you guys for listening to the Nord East Podcast. We'll be right back.